Campfire, a podcast, three dudes kicking it around the fire discussing the day's hot topics, their opinions, and all kinds of banter. Sit back, relax, tune in, and feel the warmth as the red light is about to turn on. Red light is on. Oh, the red light's on. The red light's on. Unless we want to stop. Do we want to stop? Because I was about to say something that definitely should not be. We can stop, and we'll we'll we can stop it. No, that's okay. We'll carry on. I'll I'll just give them the PC version, even though I hate PC because you know fuck politicians and what are they ever correct? So, but I want to say welcome, everyone, to episode five of season two. Howdy, folks. Howdy, howdy. Hey, folks. Glad hey, everybody. This the... is going to be a good episode. Me and Keith been beefing. <laughs> Me and Keith been beefing. Yeah. This is going to be a good episode. That's going to be good. But... I've, uh, I've been training my new robot. It's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. I like this thing. What robot you got? We got the uh, Roomba i3. Um, it's uh, pretty neat it has the smart AI stuff so it can map the whole house and it was running around mapping the house earlier and uh, man this whole fucker doesn't do too bad huh? nice. I'm rather impressed with it I didn't think it would be half this good so, Damn, some bitches are pretty cool aren't they not too damn bad I can even I've got it scheduled, so, like, when I come home from lunch, it's usually 12.30 to 1.30, so at 2 o'clock every day, it's going to make a pass up and down the hallway where I come in from lunch with shit on my boots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling That's you, they're, they're, they're pretty neat. I got the wife one for Christmas, and it's not the i3. It's one of the earlier models that doesn't have the AI mapping and stuff like that. Just got some IR sensors on it and a little bit of programming. And um, as long as you keep your floor picked up, as in, like, uh, don't let the kids leave their socks everywhere. Don't have yeah. cords, uh, electrical cords, phone chargers yeah. and stuff on the floor. Um, anything that it might suck up and jam the, the beater bar and, and the brush bar, it's it's great. It's great. It'll It'll do its thing at yep. the time that you preset it to do its thing. And as long as you remember to empty it every day, it's great. Like, seriously, my floor looks so much cleaner now. It, it, it's know. amazing. Ours is, ours is great. You know, just in that first pass that it ran, um, well, the first time we fired it up, we just did the clean everywhere setting. So, it ran around for two 45 minute sessions and because uh, I hadn't figured out how to program it or any of that shit yet. So it did really good. Well, then today I got to uh, playing around with the app and I found the smart mapping and I turned that on, went around and set up some barriers um, such as right dead center in our living room. We have a big round rug that's real long shag carpet, okay? And by the way, I it's didn't a cool want it to go up rug. on that. So while it was mapping, I just took shoes and set around the edge of the rug. And it learned that perfect circle. It even shows me the map of my house everywhere that it knows to go. I was like, man, that is amazing. So I took everything down and turned it loose to go and clean the house. And I ain't kidding you, I watched it go right around that circle rug perfectly. Perfectly. <laughs> I was you know impressed. what? Nice. Even I've had this thing going since the day after Christmas. And for some you guys ever oh, this is perfect because our our uh podcast here is called Campfire. Everybody sat around a campfire. You can't stop staring at the fire. You can't stop watching it. A Roomba is kind of like that. Uh, uh, 
yeah. even now, but especially when we first got it and fired it up, I could not stop watching it. I would watch it either in real life. I'd sit here on the couch and watch it go around my house, just amazed for some reason. Or I would be like, oh, shit, it's almost 1.15 in the morning. I'm going to go to bed and let the Roomba do its thing. And then I found myself laying in bed with my phone in my face, watching the household cameras (laughs) and watching the Roomba. And I would watch it for its whole cycle. And then it's like three in the fucking morning. And I'm like, God damn, what the fuck did I just waste my life on? But I couldn't stop watching. This is the height of white privilege right here. Laying in your bed, <laughs> watching your Roomba clean your house on your smartphone. <laughs> through your oh, shit. security camera. I love it. I love that fucking thing. And it really wasn't too damn expensive. Some of them were like seven, eight hundred bucks. I'm like, you got I know. There's some that get ridiculous. I ain't doing that shit. I ain't Ooh, doing that shit. That's yeah, too big no, of thanks. a pill for that. Uh-huh. Yeah, but mine is sucked up so many um phone charger cords and socks and stuff now it makes a loud clicking noise but thankfully i bought the protection plan so if it takes a shit yeah i'm getting a new one which also i bought the protection plan for my cheap ass little harbor freight drone that i am in love with Mm -hmm. Uh, did we talk about that last time we cast i bought i bought a drone from harbor freight Went what down there one day it, to get some. It... Uh, I, it's, I really don't even know what brand it is. It's if you look it up on the internet, it's called the Harbor Freight drone or quadcopter. Um, it's it's pretty fucking cool and it's responsive enough to where I can fly it around in the house, fly it around outside. I mean, it's it's cool as shit. And That's I finally crashed cool. it pretty hard one night, couple couple days ago, and. And now it doesn't fly right. It, I can't get it off the ground. It's fucked up. I think one of the motors are burnt up, barely responding. But I bought the protection plan. So I'm going to take that motherfucker back and get me a brand new one. And I'm like <laughs> a little kid with this thing, man. Everybody in my house is watching me like, how how are you so happy right now? What 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 the hell? This is a toy. And you're almost 40. And I'm like, it's fun as shit. See it? It's, it's no cool way. as shit. It's flying. Are you serious? It's yeah, flying. it's flying. It's flying. I, I, I take it outside and send it a hundred feet up, and it's like, oh my god, that's. Does it have a camera on it? Yes, it does. Okay, so you can spy on the neighbors with it. I suppose you could, but that's illegal. Not so that I you would, would not do that. You would not know anything about that. That's, that's illegal, against FAA so regulations, and that's it a good is. way to lose your pilot license. But, dude, <laughs> I have to say that we could possibly get it hooked up to where we can make a swarm of these and make it just go over the hive and, like, monitor oh, and be like, oh, I've dude, seen that dude, shit. Fucking fleet cool. shit. But have you heard of the drone swarms? Like, they yeah. had them out west, and... It, it's crazy shit. Nobody knows where these drones are coming from, who's controlling them. That's something we need to add that to our topics. But yeah, the drone swarms. That's fucking scary shit. That makes me want to get a few of them uh, 12-gauge rounds to drop a drone. Oh, yeah, dude. They have the netted ones and shit to where you could just be like, Psh, and fucking like harpoon right. net around right. them and shit. Get dude. You- could you fucking no. have this big like trebuchet that just go BAM yes. <laughs> take down like a dragon. <laughs> no, what you need is you need to become a falconer and get you a few hawks yeah, there you go. trained real well. And yeah, that's how you fight the drone swarm with a swarm of raptors. Those drones go. don't stand a chance against mm-hmm. some hawks and some falcons, a couple eagles. Yeah, I think they're pretty cool. Um, I've been pretty depressed since mine broke because I was flying mine three, four times a day, whether it be in the house or outside. Um, it's it's, And the battery only lasts maybe six, seven minutes. It's nothing nothing awesome but it's just fun to do 
what's the problem here, Nick? What you, what you got going on there? Uh, computer problems, man, because I run Windows, and Windows sucks all of the balls. Just like, all of them. Just like their proprietor emeritus. Just like that kicker, Mar on uh, uh, play hey, for Cowboy. He got blocked. Okay, getting blocked. Oh no, that did, you man. saw that shit. That wasn't going between the fucking posts, anyways. Well, that piece cool of shit sucks. Because my wife just yelled "fuck yeah," so we might have won some more money tonight. Because we've been we've been having some fun here, doing some uh, sports gambling today since it's now legal here in Ohio. And uh, when you sign up, if you bet a minimum of, I think it's a minimum of 5 or $10, for all new accounts, they give you $200 worth of free bets. Well, if you win on those free bets that they give you, you win real money. Well, one of ours hit, and they hit pretty good. It was a no free kidding. bet. We bet that Jamar Chase would catch the first touchdown in the Bengals game, and he did, and it paid us back $275. God damn. So that worked out pretty good, and we bet 10 bucks on the Bengals to win the game. Actually, no, we bet on the Bills to win the game. So we lost that bet, but we won the Jamar Chase bet, so, you know. We're I'd like to money. know what the hell just happened in the game that made your wife so excited. I'm pretty sure she hates San Francisco, does she not? Did Christian McCafferty score a touchdown? I don't know. I was too busy looking at the computer talking to you guys, or, but now I'm looking up at the TV and San Francisco's winning. Did Marcus Lamb score a touchdown? No. Cowboys have not scored. Is it still 9-7? I don't think it's Lamb. It's... uh. I don't think it's Marcus Lamb. What's his name? Is that his name? Marcus? Lamb? Maybe it's yeah. not Marcus. I might be wrong on that. But anyway, the wide receiver for Dallas, Lamb, if he scores a touchdown and Dallas wins by more than three and a half points, I win like an additional 250 bucks. Nice little yep. parlay bet there. Cool. Y'all have so, fun with that. I'm keeping my fucking money. That's fine. I'm just saying. Next week, I'm going to try a different sports book. We're going to bet on some college basketball, and I'm going to rack up another $200 worth of free bets. You know, it costs 10 bucks to get $200 in free bets, and I, who knows what you can win, but that's your money then. You win it. If you say so. I don't know how to do all that. I don't either. I don't know how. And, uh, nope. I, I just, Nick, I'm not saying you don't work hard, but I work too hard for my money to put it to chance. That's fun. I don't even care much for casinos. I'm Maybe only doing it to get or the free bets. I'm only doing it to get the free bets. And they I have delicious food, dude. After that. Huh? They have delicious food. At the casinos. The casinos. Yeah, that's the oh, reason yeah. I can gamble. Yeah. To get free drinks and, and some food. Yeah. Well, Vegas is, yeah, you want to gamble a little bit when you're in Vegas just to get the free drinks. And and you're going to pay out the nose if you go in there and buy a drink. But if you sit down and gamble a little bit of money, they'll give you the drink and you tip the bartender. So, you know, you can play the nickel slots you can sit down and play video poker um there's ways to do it and be thrifty yeah i suppose so because i know lots of folks that are very very thrifty i mean hell my grandma was one of them yeah pretty sure it's been many many years ago but i'm pretty sure i remember her and and other people i know currently that they're thrifty they're good with their money but they'll plan no. a trip down to the, the casino, and right, it it's fine. My grandparents were the same way. They were yeah. some of the most frugal people you'd meet. They really were. Um, they didn't spend a dime. But, man, they would go down there and do some gambling and all kinds of stuff. Check this out. 
Oh shit. <laughs> Windows 8.1 PC is no longer supported. That's funny. Sounds like uh oh, there you go. This thing. Yeah. Yeah, you just need a bare metal install of Ubuntu or something. Well, Dude, I guess yeah. we need to get on that, fellas. Sooner than later. Yeah. We'll definitely do that send the next me, time. Send we'll me get the you. Bill. Uh, give me your laptop and all your login shit, and I'll save all of the pictures that the wife wants saved, and then I'll put Ubuntu on that son of a bitch, and you won't have no more but problems. I think we got about 90 days to do it, or this podcast is going to get real lame without me. <laughs> Nothing against you guys, but... That's all good. Oh. Oh, I think me and Keith have plenty to talk about. We've been talking quite a bit about uh, what's been going on with Steven Crowder and uh, the Daily Wire. Me and Keith been beefing because he's more of a Crowder fan than, uh, than, than he is a DW fan. And I'm the opposite. I've always kind of thought Steven Crowder was a little too over the top, a little too uh, conspiracy theory-ish, a little too... Uh, I I don't know. I I didn't think his rhetoric helped the conservative cause as as much as uh, a conservative point of view, which is, um, you know, the idea that here's an accusation or here's a bit of news, but uh, let's kind of wait and see. And I always got the impression that Stephen Crowder was the type to take a headline and run with it and. And kind of sensationalize it. That's that's what I never cared for about Stephen Crowder. He's a sensationalist, and uh, you know the same thing with uh, Tim Pool's podcast. Actually, I, I love Tim Pool. I love Stephen Crowder. But when it comes to where am I going to get my actual news, and uh, when I want to know some serious opinion commentary, I want to go to the Daily Wire. I don't I don't want to go to someone that's going to sensationalize a, a, a headline. So. For for those of you listening that don't know what's going on, um, Stephen Crowder is a, a conservative personality, very talented guy, very smart guy, and he's got a hell of a following on YouTube and all other uh, social media outlets, and uh, he's been employed by The Blaze. Um, he recently, back in, uh, what, uh, Keith, like October or so, uh, was coming up on his last days at the Blaze, and I—that's something that I don't know about. I, I want to know why he left the Blaze, but um, he was leaving the Blaze and uh, was fielding offers from other conservative media outlets, um, and it wasn't just the Daily Wire. But um, he did field a, a non-binding uh, terms sheet with uh, a loose offer from the Daily Wire. Um, he, he read the offer and didn't like it, so he put out a hit piece. That's why I see it. That's all it was. He put out a hit piece against the Daily Wire. Hit pieces. It was a hit piece. And um, he, in my opinion, misrepresented the hit piece, or mi- misrepresented the non-binding term sheet that the Daily Wire sent him, and um, put out a a video on it with his large platform. A lot of people saw it. So um, the CEO of Daily Wire, who's Jeremy Boring, he responded with an explanation. Jeremy pretty much went through line by line and read almost word for word the the term sheet that they sent Stephen and his agent and explained everything. And after that, it made sense to me because when I first watch watched Jeremy's attack video, I'm like, oh, I hope he's not talking about the Daily Wire because that all seems fucked up the way you explained it, Stephen. <laughs> but then once I heard Jeremy's response, I'm like, oh, Stephen. Stephen Crowder, why, why are you being a cunt? Uh, you misrepresented. And then he put out another video in response to the Daily Wire's explanation video. And in this second video from Steven Crowder, he uh, 
he uncovered that he had recorded a phone call between himself and um, Jeremy Boring, CEO of the, the Daily Wire. And, you know, part of the backstory to this is that Stephen Crowder and Ben Shapiro from the Daily Wire, Jeremy Boring from the Daily Wire, they're all really good friends. They work for different companies, but they have the same cause, uh, that, which is to create an alternative space, a uh, parallel space for conservatives to to report the news, report opinions, and be transparent and, you know, give conservatives a space to to interact without being censored by big tech like Twitter and, and YouTube and, and, and Facebook, so on and so forth. The list goes on. So, you know, that being said, that they were really good friends, it pissed me off. Really pissed me off that um, uh, Stephen Crowder recorded this conversation, as far as I can tell, without, and Keith, you may have other other information on this, because you made it seem like the other night when we were talking that this wasn't the case, but Jeremy Boring said he didn't know he he was being recorded. Um, So... I, I want both of you, Nick and Keith, to think about how you would feel about me if I sent you a text and said, hey, give me a call. We need to talk. And then you called me. And then we had our conversation. And then um, uh, a week or two or even a month later, I, I posted uh, our conversation on social media but with just snips of our conversation and and gave it my own context uh, how how would you feel about me as as your friends? Um, so th- so think about that. That, that, and that's so far what I can tell has been going on. I think Stephen Crowder is being a fucking twat. I don't follow any of this because I yeah, really Keith does, and me, me and him have been I know going back and forth on this. You know how I feel about Shapiro. Um, well, this has nothing to do with Ben Shapiro. He wasn't in this. I know, but it. I just by uh, proxy that I would still give it to him. Maybe. You know, I mean, I, I, mean I would too, especially I, after listening to Ben Shapiro's podcast the day or two after all of this really blew up. Right, ben right. Shapiro laid into him. Yeah, I haven't and heard that because yeah. this is Ben Shapiro's company. He's right partners with Jeremy Boring. Right. Right wing rhetoric. So, yeah, definitely like. Going into that, you know, there's definitely been a volley of responses with between proxies of the same entities. Um, where so Crowder was coming to the end of his contract with the Blaze. Um, I think he signed. I think it was a four-year contract. So he's just now getting out of the four-year contract and uh, looking to go elsewhere. Um, for a multitude of reasons, you know, some were disclosed and some that were not, but, you know, going back, like, yeah, I've been a member of Mugglub. Um, I do think that some of this stuff was really good. Of course, also there for entertainment and not Absolutely. for news. Absolutely. It was good. So going off on that, like I dis the first one, Okay, so going to my side of how I'm seeing it is that the first one was edgy, but yet it was confidential enough that you didn't know. Yeah, it could leave you to speculate and stuff, but again, that's also for people that are of both camps anyways to see that and to be like that, you know, on the first one where it had no names, no direct implies. But yeah, let's it is be clear. Saying, he, he redacted. That that first yeah uh, video he posted he he showed excerpts of the of the term sheet right and he redacted it he didn't he didn't put anybody out right but go on and I I do not condone the the whole acting of recording and stuff like that and to go back to your question you know that would be horrible to me but also I think that we have a way more different dynamic and everything else and you know, camaraderie that we wouldn't do something as fucking shady as that yeah, well, for any I mean, kind of monetary. Well, so that's because we're friends and, uh, you know, 
Well, just uh, monetary. Seems moves, to me, Jeremy, you know. and ben. Jeremy and Ben thought they were friends with Steven. I, it is insane to think that someone would do that. So, yeah, you know what I mean? That's where I stand on that. Um, but, yeah, I also do think, like, Candace attacking him with her videos and stuff that misconstrued. And even if she is hearing different numbers and different things like that, um, it puts her on the outside from the other numbers that were being said and that making it seem more attacking than whatever, you know what I'm saying? And then, unfortunately, she also was already scheduled for conveniently Tim Pool, uh, Tim Cast Lever, you know, IRL, and kind of seemed attacking and everything else. And then, you know, everyone else that's around that, like Tatum and multiple other people were along the same lines with that of DW and Candace, especially. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, there's other people out there that was more Steven, but again, still aligning more with us where we're like that second video, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that's no, for sure. like your dick. You're going to own that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, what, no, what the hell? No. And I, I think it did a disservice to the conservative, the modern conservative movement. And which, which is something like, yeah, we, we still have the values of old, the right. traditional values of old. We have, we have cherry picked all the good ideas from the past, you know, centuries since the enlightenment and, and, uh, Greek philosophy and, 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 and the Bible and, and the Torah, but we have put, we've tried to put a new spin on it to where it's, it's, it's more, um, empirical it shows that these ideas are actually good. They're actually moral and they actually produce results. So what Steven and maybe the members of DW have, have done as of recent. And this also has been displayed in the Republican party as a whole. I mean, look at, look at that mm. Kevin McCarthy deal oh. when they were trying to get him, uh, you know, voted in as speaker of the house. That was embarrassing. It just shows a fractured party. But, you know, Keith, going back to what you were saying about, you know, the attacks on Steven Crowder, um, I'm going to have to just full stop right there. Steven Crowder does not get to do what he did. And then when he gets blowback, say, oh, you're attacking me. Oh, this isn't it. No, you were the one being a cunt, Steven. Now people have something to say about it. That's not an attack. That's a defense. So the way I see it, when Candace went on Tim Pool, she wasn't attacking him. She was defending her point of view on the whole thing. And she's very clear that, uh, you know, she doesn't defend the Daily Wire. She's not a Daily Wire employee. She's a free agent. And she does she makes content for the Daily Wire and they pay her for it. She does not work for the Daily Wire. Okay. Um, I have no idea who these people are. Um, my big question here four years ago three years ago seven years ago eight years ago there was a united front here Where? we are Joe Biden gets in office and it's not just a Republican party that has fallen apart as in the, the senators and congressmen but all the journalists, all of the pundits, it's all falling apart. And I don't know if it's the same way on the Democratic side. It seems like a lot of people have distanced themselves from Joe Biden. And, and yeah, I'm sure they have. I think all this uh, document shit, it's a hit piece on Biden. It's the Democrats eating their own. They're famous for this. They know Biden's weak. They're knocking him out. But... That's besides my point. Are both sides eating themselves? We know the Republican side is. Shouldn't we, shouldn't we all be united here against one thing? Well, and that's what pisses me off about this whole this situation. comes back to these fractured politics that have been created by a highly politicized, highly stigmatized media. Mm-hmm. 
and everybody flocks to their favorite flavor of media source, whatever fits your personality. Maybe you like Dan Bongino, maybe you like Rachel Maddows, whatever you whatever you want to hear, somebody is out there saying it right now. And it's just reinforcement of your own opinions that you now seem to take as fact. And you're going to go out in the real world and base your real world everyday life decisions off of shitty information. Yeah. You're going to vote with shitty information. Uh, it doesn't mean it's shitty information. Uh, I, I speak for myself here, but uh, when I started paying attention to politics, it's not been that long ago. Uh, it, I really started paying attention leading up to Trump's run for the presidency. And um, before that, I was a, of a totally different school of thought where um, I didn't need to work hard. Um, n- not everything bad that happened to me, I, I could have made something better out of. Um, I, you know, the typical normal leftist ideology. But when I started consuming the right sort of media or a different sort of media of my own choosing, my life got better because I started listening to the people that I thought were telling me the truth. I, I put stock in them. I, I, I started trusting them. Ben Shapiro is one of them. Uh, just about everybody at the Daily Wire, just about. I don't even really care for Candace Owens. I think she's too sensationalist too. But um, people that yes. make content for the Daily Wire, for the most part, I, I respect and respect their opinions and i heed their word uh and my life got better i started making more money i started having less drama i had less tragedy Uh, i had less problems so uh you're i i think you're right nick to an extent um you know when you when you cherry pick where you're going to get your information from you run the risk of picking the wrong source and before you know it you're out there as a white woman in your Uggs with your Starbucks coffee mm. wearing a pussy hat saying that we should cut dicks off of boys and, and cut holes in, in their pelvic floor and give them vaginas. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else think that it's kind of wrong to castrate children? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I know that Matt Walsh does from the daily wire and, and I, Nick, I don't think you've seen What is a Woman yet, and I'll do whatever it takes no, no, to get I, you to I, watch that. I've but. seen parts of it. I, I, I've, I've watched into that some. It, it was interesting. I saw some snippets of um, you got on the man. street actually asking people to define the word woman. Um, and this I dude just... went to the Women's March in D.C. and was asking women, what is a woman? And they couldn't answer it. No one in this in this okay, show what could answer man? what is a woman. Okay, answer me this, Joe. What is a man? You tell me. Um, a male a adult, man. a male adult with um, uh, the 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 ability to spread seed and and impregnate a woman. That's a man. Just a man. I disagree. Well, I think why? it takes. What's a man? No, and you're going to agree with what I say here, but it takes more to be a man. Uh, now, you didn't say a good man or a bad man. You just said a man, because I don't want to hear what, what I already I already have a pretty good idea of what it takes to be a stand-up man, uh, a good father and a good man. I already know that, but it's real fucking simple to know what a man is. A, an adult male... with testicles oh we're going with biological definition here well yeah because that's what a fucking man is okay how about in a um give me a more um not so literal more generalized more um, analyzed what makes a man what takes some what take what takes a boy and makes it a man? Puberty. Okay. Back off of the. No, you, you asked me my. No, I know, I know. No, I won't back off of science because this is all we fucking have. I don't want subjectivity. I'm giving you 
objectivity. This is objective fact. That's fine. That's fine. I'm trying to get at another angle here about what really makes a man, about um, um, things like responsibility, taking responsibility for your own actions, taking responsibility for others, uh, self-control. Okay, so that's now you're adding you're adding a modifier you're not asking me what is a man you're asking me what is a good man we can talk about that for sure but that's not what makes a boy a man sure there are plenty of you know 35 40 45 50 year old men that act like boys but they're still men they're adult males that that, that that's what it is an adult male a woman is an adult female. So that's it. That's it. Okay. I'm trying to get you to think a little bit more outside the box here about this. Well, no, because we can we can think outside the box, but definitions are important, guys. And I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate. Here. I, I noticed, and you're you not. Know, you're you're making my point for me by that's doing why so. I'm here. But so often when you hear these arguments, um, the other side of this argument is not always basing their opinion in the same universe that you are, okay? And they're basing it on other things. And that's why I'm asking you. Now, I know you agree with me on all the things I just said. What makes a good man? Yeah, for sure. Somebody who's responsible and can take care of people. Well, hell, I just described half the single mothers out here in the world. Are they a man? And I would tell you that they're more manly than a lot of men I know. Working two jobs. Yeah, that's objective, though. That's subjective, though. That's That's all subjective. So that's why I'm asking you to flip that over. And what is a woman in that nature? Uh, what is a woman? Yes. Somebody who is caring and nurturing. Somebody who is a life giver. I would say that. Um, I mean, no, not necessarily. I know plenty of women that are would probably be shitty moms and can't have kids, but they're still women. They're not dudes. They're. I wouldn't call them men. I wouldn't call them boys. I wouldn't call them male. Would you call them a good woman? Or a bad woman. Yeah. The same way we were just talking about what makes a good man. What makes a good woman. Exactly, man. Yeah, I would. I, mean, I would say like... they're probably not. It, I guess it would. It really boils down to how okay. you treat someone. How you. How do you treat people? So, if you're a woman, and you've had four abortions, you're probably a bad woman. Yeah. You're, okay. you're not. Does that make you a nasty woman? A nasty yeah. woman. Yeah. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. I would definitely say that there's some some leaning there. So. That was a nice little uh, run through. Just thinking about things, getting a little. Outside the box, thinking about this. Okay. See, but the, there's there's not there's really no box to get outside of, guys. I mean, we're we're talking about objective realities. It's straightforward. There there's no question of what is a woman and what is a man. Um, yeah. No, there's not. Now, once you start asking there's me questions not. like, what makes a good woman? What makes a good man? Okay, then we can start talking about things that are outside the box. But what's what's the box? And what's inside of it? Uh, a man is a man, and a woman is a woman. Um, uh, uh, 12, 13, 14 year old boy is a 12 or 13 year old boy who should not be able to make the decision to have his penis cut off that, or, or be uh, chemically castrated or be given Lupron for as a hormone blocker to prevent puberty and end up with fucking osteoporosis that no and and parents should not be able to uh, run the risk of 
having their children taken away from them. I mean, there was there was a case not too long ago. I just heard about it recently where there was a, a child whose parents had passed away and um, the biological grandparents had adopted this child. It was a female named Sage. And um, this this female decided you know she was i don't know 13 14 year olds at this 14 year olds years old at this time and she ran away from her rural rural home one night grandparents or adopted parents woke up that morning and their daughter was gone so you know they got all the law enforcement involved all the law enforcement they found this kid in um I'm thinking New York City. No, Baltimore. This kid was Baltimore being uh, victimized by a pedophile. A convicted pedophile. This kid was being raped, molested, abused. And once this kid was found, the city of Baltimore would not return this child to the adopted parents. On the grounds that the adopted parents were not going along with the idea that this was actually a boy. What the heck? Yes, this this kid called herself um, uh, Draco and was now a, a, a male, a, a a boy. And because the because the adopted parents said no, she's she's just troubled. It's she's a girl. Baltimore would not return this kid. To her parents. So they put this 14 year old girl in a boy's halfway house in Baltimore. Um, if people don't know what halfway houses are like for males, um, these are convicted criminals that are let out of jail, let out of prison, and the halfway house is there to continue the uh, rehabilitation and of, of these convicts and to get them used to normal society and try to help them get a job and be functional and and not reoffend and be standing stand up members of society um they suck at it by the way halfway houses usually fucking suck at their job recidivism rates are horrible out of places like this but baltimore chose to put this 14 year old girl with a bunch of criminal boys up to the age of 18, maybe even a little older. So this girl couldn't take it. She ended up running away and escaping. Weeks later, she found herself somewhere in fucking Texas and had been sold into sex slavery twice while she was there. Criminy. So, you know, all of this shit about... I mean, who didn't see that one coming, honestly? We all did. We all did. You know I'll, I'll tell you who didn't see it coming. The Baltimore uh, PD. The administrators in Baltimore. They didn't see it coming because they're thinking outside the box. They're being... The, well, her reality, his reality, says this. And you, you made a comment about reality earlier, Nick, that really bugged me. There is no reality for you, and there is no reality for me. There's only one fucking reality. Here we are. We're living in it. Look around. This isn't the conversation we had about uh, um, quantum mechanics the other night, Nick, where no. yeah, a couple of realities exist until you look at it. No, this is reality. This is real, real reality on, on a macro scale. That that's it, it is what it is. You don't get to live a different reality than I do, um, Nick. I know yeah. you're a dude. You could never tell me otherwise. You. It's okay if you want to picture yourself in a different identity. The problem comes in when you make me participate in that fantasy. Yeah. Now, I always think about it like. Uh, the guy in Dodgeball, 
that dresses like a pirate, all right? Steve the pirate. We all know yeah. he's not a pirate, all right? Not everybody treats him like a pirate. They just treat him like a person. Okay? Yeah. Yep. But you know, it's still a little crazy. Yeah, but the reality is he's not a fucking pirate. He's so if, pirate. if you put him... If you put him in a dinghy off the coast of Somalia, um, he's not going to be well-received. No. He's going to get murdered because he's not a pirate. He, he's just some white guy that's fucking stupid and wanted right. to live his own truth. This is his truth. Yeah, but, you know, Somali pirates don't care about that. They're, they're going to rob you and probably cut your kidneys out, maybe your liver if it's not pickled with rum and you know, you're done. It's it's not real. You are not really a pirate. And, you know, Draco was not really a boy. And because Draco was not really a boy, Sage ended up getting raped within an inch of her life numerous fucking times while her adopted parents were, were their hands were tied. They couldn't do a fucking thing about it. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. And, and this is the shit this is why we're talking about um, what is a woman because uh, on our notes, I, I wanted to talk about my wife's reaction to this show. My wife isn't very polit political. Um, she, she usually tends to become aware of headlines, you know, a month after guys like us, mm -hmm. you know, and she'll show me something on her phone on Facebook or something and be like, Oh my gosh, is this really happening? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that happened like two months ago. What the fuck? You, where have you been? But we watched What is a Woman the other night, Nick, before I came out to your house and sat down and we had a talk. But I watched her watch this movie and she was clueless as to what was really going on in the United States. And I saw tears in her eyes. She was disgusted. And this is someone who is apolitical pretty much yeah. and and not up with current events and when she learned about what was really going on with kids these days she she was absolutely disgusted physically ill almost it is and that so, level of disgusting it it is it, it really fucking is when you really think about what is going on out there to innocent children that really don't know any better i mean we all knew some tom girls or tomboys back in the day we all knew some tomboys yeah and they grew up to be the most girly girls i can think of sometimes they did yeah dude. They, they did so it's 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 not something that you can see when a child is developing no. No, it's not. No, it's not. And it and it does the child uh, to say that it does the the child a disservice <laughs> is uh, an understatement by miles. Yeah, well, that's my next point here. Is children are sponges, and they're going to soak up anything mm -hmm. from their environment. And when their environment is saturated in these types of ideas. It really conflicts with it reality, them. and it warps their sense of reality at a young age when well, yeah. their brain is still forming and they're still trying to figure out the world. But none of this makes sense to them. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like I said, it warps their reality. They're causing deep psychological issues to yeah. these children who already yeah. have deep psychological issues. I mean, to think that you're a boy trapped in a girl's body, you have a deep psychological issue and you should be treated but, as if you had a deep psychological issue. Cause you do, I, you should be helped, not, not encouraged to mutilate your own body or, or let a doctor uh, prevent puberty. That's, that's the most disgusting thing I can think you can do to a child short of, sexual abuse it's abuse it is it's, it's child abuse. abuse it's child abuse 
and there were laws against it. But apparently the laws in some of these states are either not clear enough, they're too vague, or they're just outright changed. Like in places like uh, Toronto, Canada. I mean, there was a story on What is a Woman about a guy that lived in Canada. Um, Him and his wife split up. His wife took the kid, took his daughter, and, um, you know, wasn't allowed to see his kid because his, you know, wife was just a peach. Ex-wife was just a peach, and he wasn't allowed to see his kid. And, you know, this isn't a bad guy. It's fairly good man it seemed like and and uh he got a call from one of the hospitals in toronto or somewhere thereabouts and uh they said hey we're getting ready to give your daughter um hormone therapy uh your your daughter is your son not your daughter and and the dad was like uh, like hell you are and after a couple phone calls and some real real hard fight and they were like all right well we'll hold off why don't you come here and talk to us so he did and they tried to put him through a re-education camp or re-education course and 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 he was having none of it this is this is this is for real this is for real this is a recorded conversation between matt walsh and this gentleman who um by this time who because he was not going along with what the hospital and the mother said to do. He was put in jail. He was out on bail. He was out on bail because he said that his daughter was his daughter, not his son. And it's as simple as that. In parts of Canada, and it might be Canada-wide now because they passed some some hate speech laws recently within the past year or so. Um, you are not allowed to misgender anyone by punish by punishable by law. Wow. Yeah. So if as a parent, if you lived in Canada, Nick, and if one of your kids came to you and said, Hey, I, I think I'm a, I think I'm the opposite sex. I don't want you to call me a, a girl now or, if your daughter were to say, I want you to call me, call me a boy, and you were like, uh, no, no, I think we're going to get you into therapy. Let's go talk about this. You're a girl. Or no, you, you're you a boy. Let's let's go get you some help. No, it doesn't work that way in Canada anymore. You're going to jail. <laughs> yeah. That, and and that's that was, that was my wife's reaction. Like, wait a minute, this isn't real. No. Are you serious? People aren't, people aren't getting thrown in jail for saying that their kids aren't the kids say they are no they canada. People, are, people are getting thrown in jail for this guys in canada and it's about to hit here i think it, the bill in canada is called uh bill c16 by the way if anybody wants to look that up it's what made jordan peterson uh pretty well known because he spoke stood up and spoke out about it yeah but go on keith yeah yeah i was just saying that it's coming here like we it gotta is. be ready. We have to be watching for that stuff so that right. we make sure our representatives and senators, you know, will understand that they can't stand for something like that. That goes against all of our liberties and everything else. That's conspelled yeah. conspelled speech. Like you will yes. force me to do that. That's ridiculous. That is compelled speech. And I yep. get it, it, it that you're not allowed. One thing. Well, and I, I some of that I think call to action speech is a better term that should be used instead of hate speech because hate is more of a thing instead of a co- compelled speech to do an action against someone you know exactly exactly and th- there is a big difference here you're right i mean for um it because I, I think, think anyone's allowed thing. to have an opinion like even though yeah. that we agree that the sky is blue i could say fuck that i hate that shit you know and like be all pissed off that the sky is blue instead of like magenta yeah well you know what i I'm mean this, this goes let's, let's apply this to um white supremacy and the kkk and uh neo-nazis and whatnot um it's my opinion that they should be able to say whatever racial slurs they want to say free of any legal repercussions 
And I only say that because sunlight's the best disinfectant. If if neo-Nazis stop saying the N-word because it's illegal, how am I going to know that they're neo-Nazis? How am I going to know that they're stupid fucking racists well, if they're not saying things? That, but... I, I want to know. And we've talked about this on our podcast before, but yeah, there's a difference between what you can't say. This is what Keith is getting at. There's a difference between what you can't say and what you have to say. If you don't say this, then you're in trouble. Um, That's compelled speech. And that's on a whole nother level from hate speech. Fuck hate speech laws. I hate speech laws are unconstitutional. Anyone that wants to say the N word, they should be able to say the N word free of repercussions of the law. I didn't say that they shouldn't get their asses whooped for saying the N-word because they should. But they should not go to jail for that. They shouldn't because let's let's think about it. The whole point of making something illegal is deterrence. We don't want people to say or we don't want people to go rob banks. So we're going to make it illegal. We don't want people to murder other people so we're going to make it illegal. Those are bad things. We're going to make that illegal. We want to make it illegal so it helps to deter people from committing these acts. So I, I, let me ask you a quick question here. How many laws do we need? Not we very need fucking many. No, we need less. Are we inventing reasons to write new laws? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it makes money for the next person over. There's always some kind of money train. Oh, that's true. That's true. And that's why there's, like, no way that you actually own your land. Well, this is why I'm glad we have (laughs) a a barely Republican House and a Democratic Senate and a mashed potato-brained president because... The government's not going to get shit done over the next two years. And I love it. I love it. I've said it a million times on this podcast. If Congress is passing a law, they're trampling on someone's rights. Stop passing laws. Leave that Leave that to my locality. Leave that to my state. Leave that to my county. Leave that to my township. But on a federal level, you shouldn't be passing laws. Not at this rate, anyways. Well, they create the law to tax you or, you know, use fear of imprisonment to control you. Well, it's a gun to your head is what it is. Any law, any law that's passed is a gun to your head. And we have the government goons out there enforcing it much like a mob or a criminal organized criminal organization uh you don't let's take the bmv for example okay if you don't go there once a year and pay your annual vig then the the government g-men come down on you and they'll pull you over and they'll fine you and they'll find you more and more, and eventually they'll jail you. All because you didn't pay your big. And to make it better, they're backed by their insurance cronies, who have all the money in the world, and they pass legislation that forces you to pay them. And if you don't do that, guess what? The government G-men come down on you. Now, I understand the need for auto insurance, you know, there's liabilities and things like that. Cars are expensive. I agree with it. But let's face it. We have government agents, whether it's local law enforcement or whatever, out there making sure that you're in compliance with their law to pay the insurance companies, private companies. It's a racket. I don't care how you cut it. It's a fucking racket. And they do that on every level with whatever it is. The EPA is horrible about this shit. Half of the laws that they have in there are just designed to make money. 
run people bankrupt about any business in the world that they want to run out, they can do it through overregulation, burdensome laws, uh, government overreach, flat corruption. This is funny. I was having this talk the other day. We were talking about local building inspectors or zoning inspectors, but building inspectors are a special breed. They'll come out onto a construction site. And let's say it's this uh, particular inspector. He's been working in this city for many years. All right. He knows a lot of the local contractors. And he's got a good reputation with some of them. So, He'll cut Johnny, the friend over here, some slack and say, oh, that's all right. We ain't going to worry about that. We'll go on about our business. Then he goes down the road here and somebody else, maybe he doesn't know, maybe it's an out-of-towner. No, he's going to put the screws to him and be strict as shit. And it's just, it's horseshit when you get that kind of uh, government official. That's, I guess you'd call that the tip of the sword. They're the ones who are actually out there, the front line, executing the law. And I know I'm talking about just something as small as building permits. But still, there are cities out there that are weaponizing these building inspectors. And they're going out and bankrupting businesses. Yeah, yeah. Let's say a city wants a piece of real estate because they need to put in a new hospital. So they start sending business inspectors out. They start changing building codes. And within about a year and a half, they bankrupted a local small private business owner and basically seized the land for nothing. They claim it's condemned. And now they can tear down the structure and rebuild that hospital just like their plans went. And they screwed over a private citizen to do it. And you can't tell me it hasn't happened because it has. Absolutely, I, it has. I know it's happened here locally, and it's happened yeah. other places. It happens all the fucking time. And But I just I want to touch on one thing. These inspectors are not the tip of the spear. They are not the enforcers. I'm just saying, they, but the they're enforcers. the ones who are out there making contact. They're the point of contact. Yeah, they are. For that particular facet of government. No, no. They're, they're out there trying to enforce the law, but if they don't get it done, if they go out there to the job site and say, hey, this isn't up to code, this isn't up to code, um, I'm shutting you down, I'm revoking the permit, it doesn't stop there. If if the foreman on that job site or the head contractor, whatever, is like, yeah, that's bullshit. We're going to keep building. And they keep building. The next step is, okay, here come the police to arrest you. Um, no, this is, this is fine. I'm within code. By my opinion, um, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. And before you know it, if you don't, you know, put your, let your hands get put in cuffs, you have a gun to your head. That's what the government is. The government is a gun to your head. It is. And it's it's not just a building inspector. It's not just um, an IRS agent. It's not just um, <coughs> it's not just somebody enforcing BMV laws. It's it's a gun to your head. Yep. And the thing that I've learned, I've been watching a lot of um, First Amendment violation videos. Uh, or just, uh, I should say, constitutional right violation videos. Um, and I've been learning quite a bit. And the number one thing that I notice is if your constitutional rights are violated, whether you speak up about it or not, you're probably still going to jail. Okay. Yep. And it's all going to be sorted out afterwards. And it's, that's going to happen on your dime. Mm -hmm. That's a backwards ass system. Okay. And all these local ordinances, local statutes that cops use 
they're trying to find loopholes in the Constitution. They're trying to find ways to violate your rights every day. And I would say that these inspectors are pretty much no different. They're, no, they're not. They're always on a fishing expedition. And if you don't know your constitutional rights and how to stand up for them, you can get your ass in a sling much deeper, much, much deeper. It, it just behooves you to know all of your local laws and know how to defend your constitutional rights. Yeah. First of all, know your constitutional rights because your fucking health care is not a constitutional right. But um, there are ways to defend yourself when you are uh, involved with one of these points of contacts with government men, government agents. And I don't care what it is from a building inspector to an FBI agent. Unless they have accused you of domestic terrorism, you have rights. Well, hey, guys, we're sitting at an hour and five minutes. <laughs> Already? <laughs> Already, oh, dude. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, I don't know about you, okay. but I say let's call it. Yeah, I'm down for that. I got more laundry to do. I got to get packed. I'm traveling this week. Always traveling. Nice. I'm digging it. I'm already digging what I'm doing. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's good. You got to enjoy what you're doing. Uh, as long as I'm going to a red state, not a blue state. <laughs> I fucking hate going to Michigan for work. Well, yeah. Um, there's better parts of Michigan than the ones you go to. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. I've seen some gorgeous parts of Michigan that I would love to go back to. I just can't bring myself to drive into Michigan again. Well. I digress. This has been a good podcast. I knew it was going to be. Um, I just, I'm just glad everybody got to hear us. <laughs> yeah. All of our two listeners. Yes, we appreciate both of you. Tell your friends. <laughs> we can double our listeners overnight if you both told your friends. <laughs> well, catch you later. Thanks, folks. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Talk Peace. to you next week. <laughs>